So after uh, our study on uh, children discipline, uh, we learned uh, the depravity from birth. We had examples of disobedient children uh, or sons in the Bible. We uh, studied uh, subjection to parents, the biblical discipline, and consequences for unpunished, unrepentant sins. So now our point number six is uh, the church involvement as one body of Christ. Uh, what the Word of God expects us to uh, do as uh, members of the church, of, which is the body of Christ. Uh, and we're going to the book of Leviticus, uh, chapter 19, 1 to 3. Chapter 19, Leviticus 19, 1 to 3. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Every one of you shall fear his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord, your God. So the commandment was given uh, in verse 2 by God through Moses to speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel. That means uh, all the church. And the commandment was, you shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God, I am holy. And we are to uh, fear our mother and our father, and you shall, uh, we shall keep his Sabbaths. Uh, he is the Lord, our God. So the commandment uh, came from God. Uh, Leviticus 20 verse 7 to 9. Leviticus chapter 20, verses 7 to 9. You shall consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. And you shall keep my statutes and practice them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. If there is anyone who curses his father or his mother, he shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood guiltiness is upon him. So in Leviticus 20, we read also verse 2, says, You shall also say to the sons of Israel. So the commandment was given to uh, the whole congregation. You shall consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Uh, we shall keep his uh, statutes and practice them. Uh, and also he speaks about... Uh, cursing his father or mother, and the person uh, shall surely be put to death. He has uh, blood in his hands, so he God will require from him. Uh, Leviticus twenty four ten to sixteen. Leviticus twenty four ten to sixteen twenty four ten. Now the son of an Israelite woman whose father was an Egyptian went outside, went out among the sons of Israel and the Israelite woman's son and the man of Israel struggled with each other in the camp. And the son of the Israelite woman blasphemed the name and cursed. So they brought him to Moses. Now his mother's name was Shilomit the daughter of Divri of the tribe of Dan. And they put him in custody so that the command of the Lord might be made clear to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the one who has cursed outside the camp 
and let all who heard him lay their hands on his head. Then let all the congregation stone him. And you shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, If anyone curses his God, then he shall bear his sin. Moreover, the one who blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall certainly stone him, the alien as well as the native, when he blasphemes the name, shall be put to death. And also verse 23, this was carried out in verse 23, 24, 23. Then Moses spoke to the sons of Israel, and they brought the one who had cursed outside the camp and stoned him with stones. Thus the sons of Israel did, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So the penalty for uh, blaspheming the name uh, of the Lord was uh, death penalty. And in verse 16, I'm sorry, verse 15 says, You shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, If anyone curses his God, then he shall bear his punishment. So the commandment was given to the whole congregation. And as uh, we read in uh, verse 23, the punishment was executed and the whole congregation did it. Uh, Numbers 15, 32 to 36. Numbers 15, 32. Actually, shall we read from verse 27? Because a contrast is made between unintentional sin and intentional sin. Unintentional and intentional. So, 1527. Also, if one person sins unintentionally, then he shall offer a one-year-old female goat for a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement before the Lord for the person who goes astray when he sins unintentionally, making atonement for him that he may be forgiven. You shall have one law for him who does anything unintentionally, for him who is the native among the sons of Israel, and for the alien who sojourns among them. But the person who does anything defiantly, whether he is native or an alien, that one is blaspheming the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from among his people, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment. That person shall be completely cut off. His guilt shall be on him. Now, an example of defiant sin, 32 to 36. Now, while the sons of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. And they put him in custody because it had not been declared what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Okay, so we see the contrast of if the sin was 
unintentionally or it was done uh, by the person having knowledge. And when we read uh, verse uh, 32 to 36, we find out that in verse 36, all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So the whole congregation as one church participated in uh, executing the penalty for uh, the men. Uh, Deuteronomy 21, 18 to 21. Deuteronomy 21, Deuteronomy 21, 18 to 21. Deuteronomy 21, 18. If any man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey his father or his mother, and when they chastise him, he will not even listen to them, then his father and mother shall seize him and bring him out to the elders of his city at the gate of of the, his hometown, and they shall say to the elders of his city, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of his city shall stone him to death, so you shall remove the evil from your midst. And all Israel shall hear of it and fear. So Moses, uh, by the Spirit of God, uh, gave this commandment, the uh, son was a rebellious son. He was a glutton and a drunkard. And after he was uh, rebuked by his parents, chastised by his parents, and he will even that way not listen, the penalty uh, was to bring the men to the elders of the city and all the congregation was to uh, stone him to death. That way uh, the sin was purged from, the, uh, uh, from Israel and the people will uh, hear this and fear. Uh, this will put the fear of God in the uh, hearts of the uh, person who wanted to commit a sin like this. Uh, we're going to go now to the book of uh, Matthew, chapter 12. Matthew, chapter 12. We start at 46. Matthew 12, 46 to 50. This is the very end of the chapter. Matthew twelve forty six. While he was still speaking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and his brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. And someone said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But he answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers, for whoever shall do the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. So uh, the example uh, Christ has given us, when we come to uh, the Lord, we will lose even our brothers, our sisters, uh, those who are blood related to us, our father, even our mother, they will, uh, they might be unbelievers, they will turn against us. Uh, and when they came to see Christ, uh, his response was, those who do the will of my father who is in heaven, this is my brother and sister and mother. So uh, when we become Christians, uh, we become one body with Christ. And the person next to you becomes 
your either your wife becomes your closest neighbor or your friend becomes your brother. Mm-hmm. You might have lost your uh, brother by blood because he's an unbeliever. So the person uh, Christ is telling us, this is now my father, this is now my mother, this is now my sister, and this is now my, now my brother. So we should see the people of God as that. Uh, they, are, they are our brothers, sisters, and father and mother in Christ, which is better than... Uh, we know they will not betray us. Uh, John 10, 11 and 16... John 10, 11. John 10, verse 11, 11 to 16. 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hireling and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, beholds the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hireling and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep which are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall become one flock with one shepherd. So Christ is telling us he is a good shepherd, he will lay down his life for the sheep, the false uh, Teacher, those who are false uh, pastors, they are our hirelings. And when they see the wolf, they will flee. He is a good shepherd. And in verse uh, 15, even as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I'll lay my down, my, down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep which are not of this fold, I must bring them also. And they shall hear my voice, and they shall be, and they shall become one flock with one shepherd. So this is teaching us the Church of Christ, His true Church, the true Christians. They will become as one, one flock with one shepherd. Uh, John seventeen eight to eleven. John seventeen. John seventeen. Let's read seven to eleven. John seventeen seven. To eleven, seventeen seven. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words which you gave me, I have given to them, and they received them, and truly understood that I came forth from you, and they believed that you sent me. I ask on their behalf. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I have been glorified in them. And I am no more in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. So... In verse, we read from 6, right? 7 to 11. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. So those who were of the Father, now he uh, handed them to Christ. 
for, because we received the word which God gave to him. In John 1, 12, we read, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God, meaning born of the Spirit of God. And in verse uh, John 17, verse 11, says, I, I am no more in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you gave, you gave me, that they may be one, even as we are. As we are one. So as one body, as one church, we should be all involved in the discipline of our children. Uh, Acts 4 verse 32 Acts 4 the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 32 and the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul and not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own but all things were common property to them so the congregation those who believed were of one heart and soul meaning they had uh, the same spirit and they had the same mind also. None of them claimed that everything belonged to him was his own. All things were common property to them. So even if my children or my wife's children, they become your children. And I'm expecting uh, all the people in the church to hold them accountable. That should be the mindset of the true believer. Uh, Romans 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans 12, 3 to 5. Romans 12, 3 to 5. For through the grace given to me, I say to every man among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as... We have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. So by the grace given to Paul, he's telling us that we are not to think more highly one of the other. Uh, and we have to judge things as... We read them in the Bible, not as or whatever we think might be right. Uh, he has allotted to each of us a measure of faith. Some may have greater faith. Some may have lesser faith. But we are to increase in those things. So, and then in verse 4, he says, For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another so so as we're going to see in our next verse uh we as church we need each other to encourage to exhort to uh even discipline our children or anybody has a need the first person that we should uh go to is the people of god uh first corinthians 12 12 to 27 
1 Corinthians 12.12. 1 Corinthians 12.12 to 27. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body. It is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body. It is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now, God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? Now, but now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. In those members of the body, which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor. And our unseemly members come to have more abundant seemliness, whereas our seemly members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, that there should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. So Paul, by the Holy Spirit of God, tells us uh, he makes a comparison of a human body and then he goes to say that the eye has a need of the ear or the mouth. Every part of our body has a need of the other part of the body. And then in uh, verse 25, those are, are uh, two verses, that there should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another, meaning we have to care for each other. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If I have grief because my son has been disobedient, I'm expecting my brother in Christ to help me correct him uh, if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. When my child repents of this sin, I rejoice, and my brother is to rejoice with me. In verse 21, we read, And the eye cannot say to the hand, I had no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. So as members of uh, the Church of Christ, we have need for each other. First uh, Corinthians four sixteen. 1 Corinthians 4.16. Shall we read actually 1 Corinthians 4.14 to 21? 4.14 to 21. I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers... 
For in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. I exhort you, therefore, be imitators of me. For this reason, I have sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, and he will remind you of my ways which are in Christ, just as I teach everywhere in every church. Now some have become arrogant as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you soon if the Lord wills, and I shall find out not the words of those who are arrogant, but their power. For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. What do you desire? Shall I come to you with a rod or with love and a spirit of gentleness? So Paul uh, says uh, he is the father of those who he preached the gospel to. And he calls them uh, beloved children, meaning they are brothers in Christ. In verse 16, he says, I exhort you, therefore be imitators of me. He's telling us to be of the same mind that he had. Uh, then he sends Timothy, his faithful child in the Lord, which, uh, whom he will remind the Corinthians of the ways of Paul, which are in Christ and just... As he teaches to them, he teaches everywhere in every church. Then he goes to say some have become arrogant, which will not be. We should not be arrogant. And he will come to them if the Lord wills. Uh, Then in verse 21, it's not a threat. Paul will do it. What do you desire? Shall I come to you with the rod or with love and a spirit of gentleness? Uh, We know by the character of Paul. Uh, he, will, he would be able to do this. Uh, we read this in books of the Old Testament where all, uh, prophets, they will come to people and they will scourge them. They will drive people away because they were obstinate and disobedient. So when Paul uh, states this, we should believe that, that uh, we should hold accountable to each other even... Uh, if it becomes to uh, discipline one another with the rod, because the oracles of God are important. You mean Paul was not making an empty threat? Empty threat, yes. It was not an empty threat. And the approach the apostle has with his children here depends on the attitude of the children. Notice verse 21. If the children are humble, then he'll come with love and a gentle spirit. But if they come obstinate, stubborn, Proud, arrogant. If they maintain stiff arrogance, then he's going to come with the rod to break that arrogance. Uh, I mentioned uh, the book of Nehemiah, verse uh, chapter 13, 21. says, Then I warned them and said to them, Why do you spend the night in front of the wall? If you do so again, I will use force against you. From that time on, they did not come on the Sabbath. Now we go uh, to 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1 Corinthians 11.1. Be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. So there we go. As we saw in 1 Corinthians 4, uh, we should be of the same uh, mind as Paul as he was of Christ. 
uh, Ephesians 4, 3 to 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, we read 1 to 6. Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, entreat you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing forbearance to one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So Paul, uh, he instructs us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which we were called. And then he tells us we, we need to be uh, humble, we need to have gentleness, we need to have patience, we need to show forbearance to one another in love, being diligently to, diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So there should be no separation on I can believe this, I can believe that. There should be unity. And then he goes again to say uh, there is one body and one spirit just as also you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. So there should be this unity in the uh, church of God. There should be no separation. We should be uh, holding every, everyone accountable every day. Uh, Ephesians 5, 1. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. So be imitators of God as beloved children, walk in love, just as Christ also loved, loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. We should uh, be imitators of God. Uh, all these Bible verses that we read, uh, they were inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, as we read in Second uh, Peter. No, it's not second. Yes, Second uh, Peter one, verse twenty. But know this first of all: that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. So all these commandments we have uh, given by Paul, they are given by God. So we should uh, walk in them in love, uh, just as Christ also loved us. First uh, Thessalonians one. First Thessalonians one. We read 1 Thessalonians 1, 6 to 10. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that 
you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. For they themselves report about us what kind of a reception we had with you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, that is Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So after us turning to God from idols, uh, we must become imitators of those who are in the Lord. Uh, we should become an example to all the believers in uh, he names Macedonia, but now we should say Oklahoma. The, the church in Oklahoma and our church uh, is one church, so they should imitate uh, what we do and we should imitate what they do in the same faith. And then it says, for the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you. So we should, even we know that people speak evil of us. They call us a cult. Uh, we are false teachers. So when people speak evil of us, it's actually a good thing. Uh, Christ said, uh, what to you when they speak well of you? For in the same way they used to uh, treat the uh, prophets. So we know that the prophets were speaking truth. Some of them were uh, cast into pits. Some of them were uh, burned. Well, we have from church history that some people were burned. Uh, they were crucified upside down. Uh, because they were speaking what uh, was true. That was Luke 6.26. He, he meant to quote Luke 6.26. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for in the same way their fathers used to treat the false prophets. False prophets. When everybody likes you, yes. then you are like the flattering fathers who flattered the false prophets. And we shouldn't be associated with Flattering fathers and false prophets. First uh, Thessalonians two fourteen. First Thessalonians two fourteen. For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you also entered. For you also endured the same sufferings at the hands of your own countrymen, even as they did from the Jews. So as we're reading First Thessalonians uh, 1, 7, uh, they became an example. In verse 6, they became imitators. In First uh, Thessalonians 2, 14, he also uh, exhorts people to, became, uh, to become imitators of the churches of God in Christ, to have one spirit. Uh, Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Colossians 3, 12. Colossians 3, 12 to 17. And so, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ Rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. 
Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So those who are chosen of God should be holy. Uh, They should be beloved. They should put heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We should bear with one another. We should forgive one another. If we have a complaint against another, we should address it. And uh, if there's repentance, if there's repentance needed and there's repentance, then we should forgive as the Lord forgave us. Uh, we, are, we are to put on love, which is a perfect bond of unity. We are to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, to which indeed we were called in one body and be thankful, be grateful for what God has done in us. We are to read the Bible, let the word of uh, Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual song singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God and whatever you do, even correcting our children, exhorting our brother, rebuking our brother or sister when they sin, we should uh, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. That's all I have. Okay. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Amen.